Hi friend, welcome to this week's podcast from the First Baptist Church of Nokomis, where we are building the kingdom of God through the lives of everyday people. If you are new, you can visit our website at fbcnokomis.com. Click on our visitor information page to sign up for our e-newsletter or to learn more about our ministries. We also invite our regular listeners to partner with us and support our digital ministries by clicking the give Anybody ever had a, a terrible gift? Somebody gave you a gift and it was the worst imaginable gift, but you smiled, you went, <laughs> you went along with it. Okay, you're going to appreciate this, Andrew. This is really true. I know I'm going to ruin this for you, but there's an old adage. The, the adage goes like this. How is it that the, the, the day after we are supposed to be thankful for everything we have, we go shopping because we don't have enough? And we trample people over to get the best bargain on Black Friday for something that we need to give somebody after we just said, we're thankful, we don't really need anything more. Is that, that really kind of an odd paradox, isn't it? Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Go, get in line, push them out of the way. We must have, by the way, it's like the PS5 now. Is that out? Does everybody have one of those yet? No, no. So you'd run somebody over for it, wouldn't you? Like, yeah, <laughs> love you on Thanksgiving. I'm going to beat you up to get that, yeah. Um, here's another couple of adages. Studies have shown if you buy somebody a $50 sweater, they've asked them, how much would you spend on that yourself? They say they'd spend $15 or $20. You have bought somebody something they don't even value as much as you do. Automatically. How scary is that? Then when you bought it for them, you probably spent time looking for it. So one of two things is true. Either you really don't care about it, you just did an Amazon click and it took you five minutes, no big deal, so they don't matter. Or you spent a lot of time researching it, and then you clicked it, bought it, purchased it, gave it to them. So now you're out maybe 20 hours looking for the right perfect gift over a perfect span of time, and you're young and in love. Trust me, that's what you do. And I spend so much time, and I think value your time. If it's $10 an hour, people, that's like 200 Now it's a $250 sweater that they'd have bought for 15 bucks. And I got one better for you. You probably put it on a credit card that you're gonna pay off for the next three years. So it's gonna cost you another couple hundred dollars. So we're at like $500 for a sweater that the person who you gave it to really didn't care. You think I'm kidding, you can ask them, do you remember what you got for Christmas? <laughs> it's only been five months ago. And my guess is after maybe the first gift, the, the kind of go, I have no idea. And then I got a bigger question for you. Are you even still using it? I know, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Why, why would he say this on Mother's Day? Because you want to get your mom a Mother's Day gift. Now just think about it. Don't screw this up. What you give her may be the most important thing you could ever get her. Or it really didn't matter that much and she'll never remember anyway. Knowing Jesus means knowing the greatest gift that he gives us, the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, God breathed life into Adam, and he came to be a living being. The word Hebrew word ruach is the word for breath, for wind, it is the energy source. In Genesis, it also talks about the breath of life that is breathed into all of living things. We all share God's spirit put into us to give us life. You know, the gift 
of the Holy Spirit isn't just sort of this, this after the fact. It's in the whole story. It's in the story of Jesus. When we celebrate Christmas, we may overlook, but it is the Spirit in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, that is conceiving the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And it says, and Mary, who was expecting, was with child, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Knowing Jesus means knowing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in this place of great power and purpose throughout Jesus' life. Not only at his birth, but at his baptism. If Mark chapter 1, Jesus goes to the Jordan to be baptized. After being baptized, he comes up out of the water and it says that the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. What Jesus, what was conceiving Jesus to be entered into this mortality, then is now falling and descending upon Jesus to usher him into a public ministry. How great is that? In fact, it's really funny. If you read Genesis chapter 8, Noah sends out the dove three times. Three times. The first time, the dove has nowhere to land and it comes back. The second time, the dove comes back with an olive branch. And the third time, the dove does not come back at all. Did you just hear the cosmic story? The first time, we were put upon this earth and we hover with chaos all around us. We have nowhere to land and feel secure. But then God bring us the peacemaker that is Jesus Christ who offers an olive branch to his people but then ascends into heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father until the time is right to return for his second coming. It's pretty amazing in that chapter what is being foreshadowed about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is at the baptism and then maybe the hardest recognition is the Holy Spirit being removed from the story. Luke chapter 23, verse 46 tells us, and Jesus, into thy hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. You know, he says to the Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit, and he breathed his last. The Spirit of God is being torn apart from the Son of God at the moment of his crucifixion. When we think how difficult it would be for Jesus to die for our sins, think of even how more difficult it is for God to be separated from God's own self. And yet, in that small window of a few days, there is something cosmically wrong in the death of Jesus Christ. In the Spirit that leaves him. But don't worry, Paul says in Romans 8, 11, it is the Holy Spirit that brings him back to life. That spirit that was given to Adam, that which by sin we rebel against, that which is given to the new Adam, that which the new Adam releases upon his death for the, for, for the death of our sins is then restored to him in new life. Because the Spirit is the gift of life. But it doesn't end there. 
In John, it says that Jesus, on the day of the resurrection, on the evening, early that morning, they went to the tomb and they found that it was empty. But that evening, on the first day of the week, on the day of the resurrection, when the disciples were together, the doors were locked. They've been scattered and they're afraid of the religious leaders. Jesus comes and shows himself to them. Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And what is his gift to send us? With that, he breathed upon them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 12, verse 6 through 8, we call them spiritual gifts. Receive the spiritual gifts. If you have the gift of prophesying, if you have the gift of healing, if you have the gift of tongues, if you have the gift of teaching, we call them spiritual gifts because they're gifts of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, even more directly, and Paul says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them all. Now to each the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the common good. To one there is given the Spirit of message of wisdom. To another, the Spirit is a gift of knowledge. To another, the Spirit is faith. To another, the spiritual gift is healing. What is important is that all of these are the work of one and the same Spirit. Distributed to each one of us. Just as God has determined. And of course, all of us know the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And probably my favorite gift of the Spirit, 2 Timothy 1.7. Some of us, you should write it down. If you have a spirit of timidity, go to this verse. For he did not give us a spirit of timidity. He gave us a spirit of power. He gave us a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So what are the purposes of these gifts? Now I got news for you. Some of us, we struggle with the Holy Spirit like we do with gifts at Christmas or any other time. And here's the way it usually happens. Oh, I got the spiritual gift of helps. I don't want the spiritual gifts of helps. I want the spiritual gifts of, of knowledge. How come, how come Gillette got to be so much smarter than me? So not fair. How come I got the spiritual gift? I want the spiritual gifts of healing. I want the spiritual gifts of tongues. Anybody done that one before? You're like, oh, I wish I could speak in tongues. I know you're all like, wait a second. I know. It's a true gift, believe it or not. And some in here speak in tongues. <gasps> some of you are like, I don't want that gift. That gift freaks me out. You notice how we do that with gifts? We treat the gifts of the Holy Spirit as if they're something rather than someone. Now let me bring it back to the purpose of gifts. If you ask a mother today, what would you want for Mother's Day? What gift can we give you, mother? Believe it or not, my Uncle Denny said it best years ago when we talked about Christmas, and I think this would be the direction we would all want to go. And I was surprised, to be honest, that came from him. You know, how many of you, just raise your hands, how many of you have like four or five Christmases? Anybody have four Christmases every, anybody have five? Go to five, five Christmases, okay? Four weddings and a funeral, we got four Christmases. Five Christmases? 
and they all want their own. And that's, now you're at six. Beth, you're at six. We've really, like, I think she's, she's got some issues. That's like, that's a lot of Christmases. My uncle said, why do we go to so many? Why can't we rent a hall, get together, and anybody who's like five and under gets a toy? You know, you nod your head, right? You get this, right? Because you got to buy them a gift so that they can make you feel emotionally secure about who you are. You got to go find it, buy it, spend a lot of time, get it. It's something that they don't really value. They're not going to. The greatest thing, what would a mom want for Mother's Day? Now, I have to admit, there's a growing concern for moms. And I want, I want to just pause on this for a second. You all know the greatest gift you can give your mom. But moms, we've kind of lost a little bit of touch with it, haven't we? Because you know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, if you're going to give me the greatest gift, you're going to give me the gift of time. I just want my family to what? <laughs> I was going to say be together, but get along apparently has to go with that. Because sometimes you can be together and you don't get along and mom would rather you just not come over. <laughs> Moms, how many of you have done the Instagram? Look at my kids, smile, smile! Post it, I love spending time with my family. A little bit of a disconnect, didn't it? By the way, everybody tells the story of are you a Mary and a Martha's world? You know Mary and Martha? Moms, you ever throw this out there and you're like, oh my goodness, I wish I was more of a Mary. You know, Mary was the one that broke the mold in Jesus' day too. Like Martha was doing what was socially responsible of the day and being hospitable and doing all the chores and doing all the work and all the stuff. And does anybody appreciate this? And then your moms are like, I know I really should be more like a Mary. You know what the difference is? Moms, if you're doing stuff for your children and you're not doing stuff with your children, we're still not getting it right. Sometimes we've disconnected from our families. Sometimes we do things for our families. And I'm inviting you into the greatest gift of spending time with your families. Now, for the purpose of Mother's Day, that means when you go home, don't just take that Snapchat and look like a perfect family. Get down on the carpet, put your elbows into it, and play a game. Spend time with each other. Some of the best memories I have about my parents is when we had to be with each other on vacation. So much could be said and done in travel and distance. Take the headphones out. Turn the radio off. Talk. Parents, tell your children about when you were their age. Talk about growing up. Don't just be embarrassed by the stories and hope nobody ever finds out Tell them. Be real with them. Be with them. Because you know the truth is, it doesn't last forever, does it? I'm standing with Steve yesterday, and we have a 25th wedding renewal ceremony. Steve and Mary Jane are going to share their renewal vows. I told them they got a long way to go. Roger and Janet Blankenship did their 60th, so... They're still pups. In doing their renewal vows, I said life in marriage is like an hourglass. Those of you that are newly married, you're like, oh, we have so much time together. We love each other. Everything's great. And then you start having kids. It just chokes the life out of your marriage. 
Sorry about that, kids. It's not really true, but it's kind of true. And then after a while, you open it back up, and Mary Jane shared some wonderful stories, Steve too, and they're out of place. But they know our children after that crazy time, time doesn't stop. But I told them the same as I tell you. You know what helps slow it down? Being with each other. Not just for each other, not just doing things for your children, not just doing things for the family, but being with the family. I think my uncle had it right. And I think it's exactly what Jesus gave us. The gift of the Holy Spirit isn't for us. It is with us. The gift of the Holy Spirit is what makes Jesus so personal to us. There are times where praying in the Spirit is so personal, so real, so close. I can't just tell you about Jesus, but I can tell you what it's like to be with Jesus. And the reason I can do that is because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not always going to be perfect. In fact, I'll show you. I'm going to just show you right here. I need a guinea pig. Let's get a kid. Parker! Come on, man. You want to try it one time? You ever played this game before? Come on. Go play! The preacher said, get up there and play. You're going to play. I have a fun little game for you, Parker. Come over here. Stand by. Stand by the preacher. I'm going to hit that start button, and you have to put all those pieces in there before that stops at zero. Ready? Go. You're doing a great job. Proud of you. That's excellent. I don't even know where that piece goes. I, don't think, I think that's, a, that's not right. That's, that's better. Nope, it's not in there yet. Good. You're doing great. You know, we don't get a lot of time to spend together like this. This is really fun. We should do this more often. Like, stop talking. I think it's right there. There you go. <laughs> I even jumped. I know it's coming. How many? You wanted to try it, didn't you? <laughs> Not now. Have you ever played this before? How many have never played the game Perfection? Never. never. Ever played it. Oh, my gosh. Look, guys. We're so determined to make life perfect, we forget the time we have right now. Don't just fight for life to be perfect. Enjoy life with the people you share it with. Someday that does run out. May you give your mom the best gift you could possibly give her. And may you know the greatest gift God gives us, that time spent with him. And that is the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, slow down time by being so close to us. Connect your spirit with our spirit. Fill us up with the Holy Spirit. 
Make the memories with us that is the story of our salvation. Restore the right spirit within us. And we celebrate moms today, maybe with flowers or maybe with some nice handmade gifts, but maybe also by being with them. And I pray the same for moms, that if they're the Marthas in this spiritual life that is to be married, let them caution their time of just going and doing to just be. Lord, there's so many times that you just wanted to be with us. I thank you that we can be with you now. May your spirit connect us to you in a special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we close and usher in the time of the Holy Spirit? Your life doesn't have to be perfect, folks. Don't overlook how wonderful it is right where you are. And if you've put it off, maybe it's time to stop thinking about Jesus, to stop going to church for Jesus, but to be with Jesus. And that's a simple prayer. You just say, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. And Jesus becomes so much more alive to you than you've ever known. And it's so wonderful to know that he's with you and not just for you. And that's the same we can hope for our families too. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. See you next time. And remember, God is building his kingdom through the lives of everyday people just like you.